Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. I'm John Martin. And I'm Dean Reverman. All right, Dean. Yes. We got a lot to talk about. We do. So I'm just going to get into it. Oh, yeah? We got a list of hotel bars. We got tips for kids to think better. We got a breakdown of what humans do in a typical day. We got a survey date on marriage and family, world population in a digestible format, sleep habits, the word of the year, and the best inventions of 2023. It's Tech Bites. It's it's Tech Bites, baby. So buckle up, follow along with the links in the show notes. It's time to plug in and get connected. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. It's time to get connected. All right, like I said, Dean, I think we have a lot of fun topics we do. to get into here today. We've got a little so, pent-up tech biting we, going we on do, here. So I, I don't know. And, What's going on here? I feel like some of these topics, we're going to have some interesting conversations, maybe even a little contentious conversations. Oh, what? There's maybe not necessarily cont- with each other, but just oh. with the topics in I general. I see, maybe. I see, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, I'll kick us off here. <laughs> okay. uh, let's talk about the top hotel bars. Where are you going with this one, bro? You're just coming right out of the gate uh, well, talking yeah, about well, drinking. We, we, we like <laughs> we, it's true. We like a good list, and we like alcohol. Yeah. Two topics we tend to talk about on Tech this Bites. This is true. This quite, is true. Quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I came over all this interesting list. This is from a Yelp blog. Okay. So it's based off, because again, we're always talking about the methodology here. It's based off of like Yelp reviews. Yep. Um, and basically, like any of them that is specifically mentioned, hotel bars, uh, ratings and reviews that mentioned hotel bars. Uh-huh. So they built compiled a list. They did two lists. They did a list for Canada, which was topped by the Clive's Classic Lounge in uh, the Chateau Victoria Hotel. They did like the top 10 for Canada, but then, you know, because we're very U.S. centric. Yes, 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 yes. Let's talk about the U.S. list. It's a much longer. They put like 40 on this list. Okay. Now, at the top of the list, I'll give you the top three. The top of the list is the Mortimer in the Hotel (laughs) Adagio in San Francisco. The Mortimer. The Mortimer. I guess you got to say it like that, right? I mean, come on. It's true, you do. Um, The Oliver's Lounge in the Mayflower Park Hotel in Seattle. Okay, never been there. And the Fountain Lounge in New Orleans. Ooh. Now, what I will point out with the rest of the list uh, here is that Cincinnati actually did have one on the list. What? Um, Ah, crap. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, we we, we actually made the list. (laughs) I see it. Did make the list. What was this? It's one? the oh, bar at Palm Court. Yeah, in the Hilton Cincinnati Netherland Plaza. Never been there. I have not, not aware of that one. Oh, you've never been there? Uh, no. So I was going to ask you if you've been to any of these that mm. are on this list here. Is there any of them you recognize? There's no. only two that I've been to on, on either. <laughs> Apparently, of these lists. I don't live the high life enough. I, I don't. I have been to the the bar at Palm Court in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. And, and what that what's unique about that is it's Art Deco. I mean, the uh, whole okay. that the whole okay. hotel is like this Art Deco vibe that is like classic. Um, I believe I've had a drink at that at that bar before, but uh, not only have I not been to any of these, I don't really think I've heard a lot of these. I, that honestly. was my thing too. I was like, yeah, I don't it's know like, what most of these man, are. Man, I must be just not running with the right crowd. I, right, is right. is what is where I'm at. I don't, I you know, I I am assuming they all serve the same drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they might have some specialty cocktails at each one, but yes, I'm assuming you're going to find a prototypical selection of, you know, of beers and libations and various liquors and well, wines. Well, I mean, I got my so, personal favorites. Like, I wouldn't mind going to the beach bar in Honolulu, yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I mean, why would that, how that made 24 on the list? I mean, come on, that's got to be, uh, I'm you, assuming you that think. has a fantastic view you would think. down there in paradise. I mean, I can't imagine it getting any better than that. 
So the only two on the list that I'd been to was okay. the View Lounge in San Francisco. Oh. It's in one of their Marriott hotels. So you've been there. I had a sales meeting there in my old days in publishing that we went to. A, we had a big sales meeting at that hotel. Mm-hmm. So oh, like that was the, number eight, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the, the number eight. The, Ooh, the, wow. Um, the nighttime events. And I, I think there was like some afternoon stuff and there was mm-hmm. like a big nighttime dance party event or whatever mm-hmm. that we had mm-hmm. up there. But yes, mm-hmm. amazing, spectacular view. Gorgeous view out over the city. Definitely recommend that part just for the view. And then the other one, which came in at number 18 on the list, the Chandelier in Vegas, which is in the Cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan. Now, my wife and I got married in Vegas. Oh, I did not know that. We stayed at the Cosmo. Oh, I did not know that. And we'd actually had been there before, Did you do one of those little chapel windows? We did, yeah. That's so it, cool. Just, we just just decided to go have some fun. Like, I did you know, not know like this about just, you. We yeah. decided like let's just kind of like it wasn't like full on eloping per se, but it was basically yeah, yeah, yeah. like let's just skew the whole big wedding. Let's just go out to Vegas. Love it. We invited friends and family yep. and anyone who could make it. And we surprisingly like her sisters showed up and mm-hmm. some of her extended family, my best friend and his wife. And nice. Like, had a nice little group. Went out, just did the whole chapel thing, and then went out and partied and just had. To now afterwards, were you like the Sia song and you were hanging from the chandelier? Uh, no, Come was on. not. No, did not uh, have that. <laughs> much fun with it but it is a pretty is cool there bar. a chandelier at the chandelier yes yes the, okay the, the whole center like the it's kind of built uh, like this kind of a circular bar built all around ah, the giant massive chandelier yes and there's like upper tiers you can go for private areas and stuff okay like that, but it's okay. a pretty pretty cool place so that all was right. it that's the only two i've been to because wait to your point i'm I'm not a hotel bar guy, I guess. I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of these are. Are they all hotel bars? They're all no. supposed to be. This is, oh, they're that's all what supposed this to be. The top hotel bars. Oh, got it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, okay. Again, as defined by Yelp and as defined by the reviewers on Yelp that, you know, that gave the ratings that pushed the, put them onto this oh, list. Oh, well, I, I lied, by so. the way. I have been number 38, the Manger Bar in okay. San Antonio. Okay. That is the bar that uh, ooh, Teddy Roosevelt uh, shot a gun in and uh, okay. whatever, and it's got the gun. It's it's got the hole and the now, wall you, Did still. you just go there during just for that reason. Vartec trip? Yes, oh, during the recent okay. Vartec reason. Well, so we went for a, a pre-visit right, right before right. the show. Gotcha. Uh, so me and Cordy and Angie went out there. But anyway, uh, and we, we, we made it a specific purpose just to go to this bar nice. for that reason. Nice. Yeah, just okay. because well, it had the, the mystique around it, if you will. Yeah. There you go. So if you are someone who travels a lot. And well, now I've got a good list of bars that do. I need to go to. You do. And if you like the ho- a hotel, good hotel bar, this will give you some recommendations. Maybe like your booking your travels to figure out where you want to go to. Now, I'm going to give you... A, so, have you ever been to the St. Louis Bush uh, where the I, Cardinals I, play? I have. I saw that bar on here, and well, I'm like, you, I don't you, think I've been to that bar. I've only been to that stadium. I've been to that stadium twice. Okay. But I don't It's recall, called the 360 like, Rooftop Bar. Yeah, I don't recall going to that okay. bar, though. All right. Well, you know, I was, I was trying to give you another one there that yeah. maybe you had been to. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. None of the others really stood out to me that I could, that I was... Certain I had been to. You so. know, there is something about going to a hotel that has a great bar. Though. Oh yeah. You know, the 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 more I travel in in amongst my life, you know, I done are the days of the Hampton Inn where you get like a free. If I'm traveling for business, it's nice to have a bar yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I can see why some of these bars they're pretty snazzy when there you look you at the the images and whatnot. All right, Dean. What's your first topic to discuss here? <laughs> All right, so. Better thinking skills for kids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just the commentary is you've got so many kids watching so much screen time. How much screen time, you may say? What do you think the average 8 to 18-year-old spends in front of a screen? Um, let's say like 4 to 5 hours. 7.5. 
according to the CDC. But that's probably including all screens, right? Like, oh, I'm sure. Know, yeah. Phones, yeah, laptops, yeah, 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 yeah. TV, video games, all that kind of yep, stuff. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But anyway, there's this uh, there's a there's a study that's been published by the Scandinavian Journal of Medicine and Science uh, in sports that examined the role of diet and exercising and blah blah in children's thinking. But researchers found that children who spend more time playing sports and reading have better thinking skills than those who are just playing video games and stuff like that. So now we have actual because you talk to video gamers, right? And they're like, "No, I'm, I'm my brain's not going to mush. <clears throat> you know, I'm just as smart." But but now they have like quantifiable evidence that you know, for kids, you got to right. read right. or you right. got to get out and play sports and yeah. do stuff, yeah. right? So anyway, so I'm going to. This is oh, one where you're going to push. I'm going to push. You're going to push bit. back. Okay. Only because I did actually dig into the their data and, and the report a little and bit. And the finished study you're saying. So my point, the only point here is like the article decided to frame this in an interesting way. It oh. sounds like they're singling out. They specifically mentioned video games in yes, the they headline. Did. They did. Video games is very is not really called out within the actual study. Ah. It's more of a component of. Here's all the things that kids might be doing I involving see. screens that I are sedentary see. activities. To your point, maybe they're on computers. Maybe right, they're exactly. It could be on a phone. It could be just watching television in right. general. Yeah, I you see. Know. I see. And, 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 no, and they could be reading. To the larger point here, yes, I think it is very important for kids to read. Yes. You right. know, to turn off a screen and do reading. I think yep. it's, I think, yep. you know, activities and stuff keeping them active outside of staring at screens is mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily, I'm not, I've never been a subscriber to the idea that like the screens are destroying everything because <laughs> for one, I'll back up to my own childhood. I, with did never I did not play sports as a kid. Uh-huh. I never played sports at school. But you or read? Anything. I did. Okay, I did read a lot. I did spend a lot of time in front of screens too. I mean, granted, you know, there wasn't cell phones, you know, smartphones and crap like that. Yeah. But I watched a lot of TV. Mm. I, I played did. a lot of video games. That's true. I feel like I'm still relatively and was a fairly. Are I was, you? I don't I was, know. Am I? I, I was don't a know. good student. Maybe as a I kid. could have been X per, or whatever percent smarter. That's tr- possibly. Had I that's, not watched as much MTV is, as I did when this I was is true. Age eleven to fifteen. Maybe we could have done better. So again, I'm not saying <laughs> none of that's a bad thing. It's never a bad thing. I, you know, I try to encourage that with my own son. You know, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's become yeah. a little addicted to television. He's getting into. Uh, video I, well, games. It's so hard. It's so hard as a parent. It, it really days, is. I mean, and and you know, I don't like to. I'm not someone who likes to blame something on something, but COVID did not help. That was a very difficult For time sure. when we're all For stuck sure. at home. And it was like... Yep. Yep. I, mommy and daddy got to work. You need to sit in front yeah, of Disney a, Plus for of four course, hours. Of course, know? yeah. But so I so I've just objected the way they framed that mm-hmm. overall because the study mm-hmm. did not necessarily comment specifically on the video games. It was yeah. only sedentary activity in general, which uh, I firmly do uh, agree with. I think that's good for adults as well as kids, frankly, yeah. to yeah, 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 step yeah. away and do some other stuff. Yep. I mean, yep. it doesn't have to be going out and playing sports, but at least you know just. Just getting out, being active, and being yeah, active, right. getting yeah. outside, yeah. doing yeah, some yeah, other yeah. things too. Yeah. So yeah. the headline was a little clickbaity. <laughs> the, the concept, the concept me, behind me it. click on clickbait never. <laughs> the concept behind it was sound though. So, but it is an interesting study. I do recommend checking it out. And there's a lot of like, well done, I suppose, in it. But you know, it hopefully reaffirms if you're a parent some attitudes that you might have about. I think so. You know, right. ki- getting yeah. your kids active and doing some yeah. other stuff. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's just more and more evidence coming out. Right. It's right. Just now, one I, more I will say also, my son is great at like at at combining things. Mm-hmm. So he does watch too much TV sometimes. Yeah. But 
He's also a kid that like loves to pretend and immerse himself. So like sometimes he might be watching something and decide like I'm going to pretend to be a superhero. Yep. So he will he will be running around the room, play fighting and you know battling it out or whatever with imaginary foes, getting ridiculous amounts of exercise. Like mm-hmm. watching him, mm-hmm. you know, wears me out. All this energy being expended. <laughs> so yes, like, yes. Sure, the TV's on, but he's actually getting a lot of exercise too. Maybe it's not outside. Maybe it's not an organized sport event. But yeah. you know, I'll take what I can get. Sometimes. <laughs> no, this is so true. My daughter, who's 12 now, is the master multitasker. And yeah, it's like, yeah. when I was that age, no. And I, I mean, she can watch something. She's on her phone. Yeah, she, yeah. I mean, it's, it's she's making little friendship bracelets all at the same time. Yeah. And and I, you know, I don't, sheesh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just, working for him, it, I guess. It, so. it, 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 it but, is. But, but to your point, we'll see what it's, you know, we'll see what happens to him when they grow up. You know, you know I, I think just back to the old fashioned reading, what I liked about this or what connected with me, and I've been trying to do more reading because it's more stimulating, right? I mean, you have to think more when you're reading rather than just consuming endless TikTok videos. uh, Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, That you're not really engaged in. No, I don't have a TikTok account, but, you know. Well, and I, I, trust me, I do very much understand how addictive it can be. Yeah, I've I've, I've done it myself. There's times you sit there and you just find yourself thumbing through. Yeah, exactly. exactly. An hour later, you're like, what the heck just happened here? Exactly. You gotta gotta be careful about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the average human. Yes, let's talk about the (laughs) average global human day. Yes. So this is a weird interesting little study from McGill University that studied how on that did a study on how the average person allocates their 24 hours mm. and basically kind of broke it up in some charting about the the um, the types of activities that people are doing now first of all this one I found baffling the average amount of sleep was 9.1 hours I guess if we're doing what if I guess if you're throwing in babies and like older folks and retired people if they're part of this mix maybe I get that because I don't know a soul in the working world or someone who goes to school that get, I mean, I guess maybe my son might get, oh, Marco's raising his hand. He's like, you get nine hours of sleep a day. Oh my Lord. I, I don't, I don't know that I would be capable of sleeping nine no. hours in a day. Like no. just my body just wouldn't let me. It like, wouldn't let me I either. Feel, yeah. I, if I get seven, I feel like I'm good. I know we're going to talk a little bit about sleep here. Yeah. yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit as well. So, so I found that to be an interesting chunk, but that was what the study came out that the average person. And again, if we're talking everybody, is sleeping 9.1 hours. And this could be one of those things also where outside of the U.S., everyone's like, yeah, we prioritize sleep. <laughs> and we're like, no, can't sleep. Got to do stuff. Got to work. Yeah, but you, you think know? about other cultures like Asian cultures. That That's true. They're all about the hustle it's, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like if five hours is like too much. Yeah. And, and so uh, who are all <laughs> these people? I, I want to know who these okay. folks are that, right. are getting, that are getting... That, that, again, that are, this is that the are average global average, human. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that means there must be a significant portion of people that are doing more than more that. More than even. that. <laughs> Uh, the remaining time gets broken down into, I, I found an interesting way they broke this down, direct human outcomes, which are outcomes that are all about directly affecting humans themselves, like improving or changing their bodies or their minds. So they mentioned things like grooming, uh, eating, playing sports, watching television, meeting up with friends, caring for children in school, uh, temple, church, uh, activities that are all about like us as people and okay. our interactivity. All right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. They, they broke that down. That's like 9.4 hours out of the remaining 14.9 that are left okay. uh, in a day um, were, were allocated to to that. And then they kind of, these, these charts break this stuff down even further to show you like how much time people are spending. So for example, meals are typically 1.6 hours of a person's day. Hygiene and grooming, 1.1 hours. Um, you know, just a little, little stuff that kind of 1.1 hours of hygiene and grooming. 
I mean, Marco, is that you again? No, oh, this, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those things where the ladies of the world are probably like, "Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Shut up and move on." You know, <laughs> for sure. You know where I'm. You know where yeah. the the days when I get up and you know half an hour to forty five minutes after my wife has already been up working on getting ready for the day, and exactly. I just slap my hair yeah. a couple times, yeah, yeah, brush yeah, yeah, my teeth, yeah. and walk out, walk the, door. out the door. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, the next block is external outcomes. Okay. This is th- an average of three point four hours a day. This is uh, change. This is activities that change the physical world. So hmm. the examples here. Food provision, meaning like farming, raising livestock, manufacturing food, and cooking. Okay. Non-food provision, stuff like mining, logging, oil and gas extraction, or maintenance of surroundings, which includes laundry, cleaning, and waste management. And then the technosphere. This is bizarre. I know. It really is. The technosphere creation, which encompasses construction, civil engineering, communications, and manufacturing of all physical goods. So that's its whole (laughs) section of itself. External outcomes. And then the and, last and chunk. How much is the average? I'm sorry. That was 3.4 hours 3.4 per day. 3.4 hours I'm mining for that. oil. Got it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Among other things. Uh, among other things. Um, which uh, the biggest part of those was food provision and preparation, obviously. Well, yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And then organizational outcomes. Okay. 2.1, the average human devotes 2.1 hours to organizational outcomes, which basically would be like work like we do. Which is stuff uh-huh. the less tangible activities. It says like working in government, military, trade, retail, law, real estate, financial industry, uh, human transportation. So basically, like stuff that you're doing that's not necessarily creating something, but is still functional, needed stuff. Okay. So I guess because because like, you're thinking like two point well, I, like can I can I start working two point one hours a day is what I'm thinking like you know, if, if that's all that we need if that's what the average humans yeah. but what they're meaning is there's a lot more people that are doing the external outcomes than folks like us doing organizational outcomes. Oh, so there's okay. a lot more right. time overall that gets devoted to that. Okay, got it. Throughout the average case. global human, I yeah. see. So it's kind of a weird study. This came out of Scientific America. It's 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 uh, a, a strange way of breaking stuff down. It makes sense when you kind of dig into it. Some of it, yes. But some, some of it, it yeah, for but sure. Then, some of it does feel a little weird. Again, I, I the 9.1 hours of sleep still baffles me, but okay. It, it does to me too. And then going back up to the direct human outcomes, I mean, passive, interactive, or social, 4.6 hours. That's, you know, yeah, okay. Experience oriented. I, you know, there's, there's some interesting categories in here. There for is sure. very much um, so. somatic in, maintenance. That was my favorite. Somatic what is maintenance, that, by the way? One point six hours. Well, I don't not, even know what. I don't somatic know if that's just like is. just like being zen. Like you know, I don't know. Like oh. just reflective moments, or okay, or just doing the little things you got to do to keep your body moving properly, or something. Fair. I mean, I guess okay. maybe like exercise could be included in uh-huh, that. Uh-huh, well, uh-huh. I guess when you look at the kind of the breakdowns a little bit. Like if if the way this wheel is set up, the, the the next level up kind of includes some of that. Hygiene and grooming was kind of in part of that category, mm. as well as physical child care and health care. So that's mm. all the stuff that falls under somatic maintenance. I guess that's where they yeah. where that comes from. So, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. So interesting little thing. Again, check out the link. Look at the visualizations. It will help you kind of if if what we're talking about is making you go, I don't understand what these goobers are saying. <laughs> the visualization <laughs> of it might make that a little bit easier for you to digest. So, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. What's next for you? Well. And this kind of feeds into, I guess, a little bit of what my uh, next topic was, where which is America's views on marriage and family, mm-hmm. right? And how they've kind of changed or just taking a snapshot of where we are today, you know, and kind of the headline was public has mixed views on modern American family. More are pessimistic than optimistic about the future of the family, 
relatives, uh, relatively few see marriage and parenthood as essential to fulfilling life, which to me I found a little bit depressing, but well, I guess we'll get to that uh, here in just a second. So it's it's a pretty good article. It has a pretty, you know, some, you know, con- nice a little... A lot of stats, a lot of snackable dive, yeah. uh, stats that you can look at that I'm not going to get into, you know, a, a lot of that. But, you know, for example, they would ask questions such as, you know, what percent... Um, you know, thinking about the future of our country, each of the following will have X impact, right? And so, uh, and, th- and they were asked, you know, whether it's positive, negative, or neither positive or negative. So, for example, fewer children being raised by two uh, married uh, parents. Uh, only 11% of people thought that was a positive, whereas 49% of people think that's a negative, which I would agree with, right? I right, mean, right. fewer children being raised by two married parents. Two married parents, so that kind of confirms some social biases, I guess, right, or social right. feelings and things of that nature. Um, but you know, there, it's just there was some really interesting, you know, again, uh, and maybe some confirming data in this one as well. Views on different family types, for example, like um, you know what what type of family arrangement is completely acceptable, somewhat acceptable, not acceptable kind of a thing and and you you just you see how things have changed over time. So for example, right. on that particular question, 93% of people feel that a husband and wife raising a children together is acceptable. But also a gay and lesbian couple raising children together um, is 58% acceptable. So, I mean, whereas I'm sure this doesn't have historical data, right. but I'm sure that has changed over, oh, over yeah. the past. I, I think the biggest takeaway for me was all around kids. And and, it's, and I think that the the biggest thing that is that is shifting with the younger folks is they don't see that as being a very important part of life right. in general. Right. Uh, and, and so when you look at it, 71% say that having a job or career they they enjoy is extremely or very important. 61% say the same about having close friends, but only a quarter say having children, 26%, or being married, 23%, is equally as important. So uh, to me, that's just like, I, you know, I, I just had to take a step back and say, hmm, you know, I get it. The younger generation, I guess, is not, they're not into kids <laughs> and they're not into being married, which it's sad to me because I think one of the most you know one of the most joyous things I've had in my life is is kids. You know I think that's it's 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 just interesting to have that many people saying nope. Right, uh, it, right. It, it is interesting, but what also surprised me is you you think the younger generation is like anti not anti career, but like you know their career isn't the biggest thing. I, at least that's what I was thinking coming out of of it. But this counters that. that. Yeah, seventy one percent think that their job or career is the most enjoyable, extremely, or very important uh, for their life. So I, that was counter to what I you know, thought I was reading right, about right. millennial Gen Zs and, and things of that nature, where, again, less on the career, more on work-life balance, right, more on right. family flexibility. But this is not saying that. This is yeah. saying that most people are, like, really into their career. And So I don't know. Did you read any of these? I, I did. I actually – I probably spent more time on this than any of the other articles did you? that, yeah. that yeah. you threw my it way It is fascinating. You, it, check out the link it because it, it's just – I do it, recommend it. And it's one also where I feel like, man, we could – I could do an entire – hour <laughs> about we about probably this topic. could so yeah. i'm going to try to distill down my thoughts on this in a, in a few chunks here so for one this is one of those topics i feel like there's a lot of subjectivity in it even though this is a, a, a that's survey that's true and i didn't get into and, the methodology right here, and but i anyway. will and i will but i will also point out too that peer research typically does very good non-biased mm-hmm. you know surveys mm-hmm. and and so my my i'm not gonna say objections necessarily but my 
my thoughts on this has, doesn't come from the way that the the data and stuff was framed itself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but just from the, the obviously underlying attitudes that inform some of what's the, some of these responses and, and, and uh-huh. the percentages where we are here. So, what was interesting is there were some very clear divides in the type of person that has strong opinions about some of these things, mm. age and political affiliation being two. And they noticed uh, they, noted they noted that. that. Yes, they very much sure. noted that. Like older Americans, older have people a certain got attitude, certain, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Certain political Which affiliation is, of certain attitudes. I mean, when yes, I was younger, it's no, you're, you're, no shock, yeah, right? No shock. And I think that's kind of also, but that lends itself to the to what stood out to me as the big point too is this idea that I don't think we live in a world where <clears throat> we do live in this world where there's still a there's still certain attitudes about what marriage and family and, you know, and Mm -hmm. happiness means. You just Mm -hmm, said it yourself, mm -hmm. like, when you're like, oh, this is kind of depressing because I feel like my marriage and family and my children have been one of the best things that have to be. Yeah, right. And that's great. I think you you should feel that way. Mm -hmm. But this is one of those things where, as Chuck Bryant, one of my favorite podcasters on the Stuff You Should Know podcast would say, (laughs) don't yuck someone else's yum. Yeah, right. So the idea of, like, no, I don't think any. No, I don't think anybody at this point. No two people have the exact same idea of what constitutes a a great life and what constitutes a fulfilling life. Whether that is a marriage, whether it is a long term relationship, whether mm-hmm, it is a mm-hmm. relationship that isn't necessarily defined by a marriage, whether it's having one child, no child, multiple mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. and it's the kind of stuff where I think there's you know, this is one of those things where they when they the part of the article that cracked me up and made me most go like oh I've got thoughts on this was. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when they start talking about like what do you think about this what this means to the future of our country oh right yeah i yeah, hate yeah. that framing because in my mind this is one of those things like you can have a lot of thoughts about this yep. but none of them have anything to do with our country uh, this uh, to me is the kind of thing where like once upon, there's always some like doomsayers well, that, yes that will no. say yes and no i'll push back on that I a little know, bit and i know what the, you uh, might say the population population right yeah and I do agree with that because yeah. yes, obviously, if we have a smaller population, that could cause well, problems. If you got a, if you got a whole generation that doesn't want to have kids, right. that, that's going to be an issue. That's where that's where I'm like, all right, well, then we shouldn't have built in a, an economic structure around everybody working their butts off for 40, 50 years, Fair. so they could pay into a system, so that when we all got old, <laughs> we could cash in on it. That's, well, that's, that's just the that's different you coming out though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's that's a whole different problem we've <laughs> we've built for ourselves there. But I think it's just like you you over like every generation there's always there's always this you know especially again as you get to the an older generation and we'll probably do it when we get older where there'll be some point where we start looking at things and going that's what's ruining our country <laughs> right <laughs> once upon a time it was things like women voting is going to ruin our country oh for sure letting you know letting people of color have rights is going to ruin our country yeah. stuff that we look back on now and be like you idiots yeah and yeah. at some point i feel like some the people that are saying like oh my god you know someone you know waiting to have kids until they're 30 or you know, having an unconventional yep. family or being a single parent is yep. ruining our country. Like, no, it's not. Like, it's yeah, like, no, it's, it has nothing to do with the right. country. It's yeah, just yeah, people's yeah, yeah. choices yeah. about things. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, that, that was my thing. About it. I was like, I my attitude is like, everyone finds their own definition of happiness. Fam- sometimes people's fam- the best family for someone is a found family. Sure, it's not the people you actually are blood related to. It could be for sure, great for sure. friends and colleagues that you have. You know, a successful relationship can be defined in a lot of so different you ways. You think that that added to the overall pessimism it kind, that was it, found it, it in, this, think, in this particular and I think study? That might be because I think when you frame it as which pessimism, is fair, it's, which is it's fair, more because like forty percent uh, are pessimistic about right. the future, right? Uh, about the future of the family, and and so, and I think maybe that's it. Maybe it's because younger generations are like, "Look, I'm not looking at this the same way as I looked at as my parents or my grandparents looked at it." And I, to be honest, I think a lot of younger generations looked at 
not necessarily us, but like our, you know, our parents and the generation before it and said, hey, I saw these people that struggled to make it through life because they were told they needed to get married at 20 mm-hmm. and have five kids and were barely able to have a sustainable life for them and were miserable and probably should have gotten divorced. I'm not re- That's not <laughs> what I'm reading into this. I'm thinking that the way I read into this is a kind of it's it's a little bit of the opposite in the sense that, you know, the younger generation is is more wondering, worried about. They see a breakdown of the of what I'll call a nuclear family. Although th- th- these are my words, those aren't in there, right? And and they're concerned about it. Meaning, you know, again, forty nine percent are reacting negatively to the concept of fewer children being raised by two married people, parents, right? So I mean, it's just like I I, I was reading it as more of the other way, where it's like it's just a, it's it's there's concern. The pessimism comes over. Well, we're pessimistic about the future because the future is not what you know whatever right is right. not what the, what we would be called as some of the norms. but again i would be curious <clears throat> and i'm sure this stuff is in the full deep dive data like to now i gotta reread to this parse thing. out i'd be curious yeah. to parse out like <laughs> of that 49 percent, how many of them were you know over the age of 50 for example right, right. Yeah, 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 or yeah, how yeah. many of them had a certain political leaning or how many mm. of them had a certain attitude about you know mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how many of them had a certain attitude about same-sex relationships, for example? Yeah. Like, yeah. the stuff like the yep. single-parent stuff, I'm like, I'm sorry, but there's there's just a lot of single parents out there. And, and it's not necessarily because of divorce. It might be because no, right. of, yeah. you know, a, a death or something like that. Or, you know, there's a lot of women that are choosing to have children on their own now. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff like that where I'm like, again, if it's working and they're, they're happy and they're functional, like, does it really matter? You know, like, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, it, so this one, this one was one that just gave me, it put me in my feels a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, but it know. was a good topic. But it was a good topic, and it, and it is a good. It's a good read. It's not a. It's to. not a long read, but it is. A, it not, is a no. pretty good read. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So All what right. you got? The world's population. <laughs> Since now we're talking about the population of the world <laughs> potentially declining because no one wants to have children. Oh, by the way, I love this one. Uh, but go ahead. This, yeah, this was a really cool because you know when you start talking about world population, there's there's over eight billion people in this world. Is now. it over eight billion? Now? Yeah, we're over eight billion now, Great. and that's like doubled in just Isn't like crazy half just a century. To pause if even and that. Think about that. Yeah, yeah it's nuts. It's nuts. Uh, and I think about because especially like you know like my son is starting to you know think about math and numbers and stuff, mm-hmm. and I recognize sometimes I, I stop and recognize man this kid does not even fathom how large numbers can get. Like sometimes <laughs> I'll mention something like millions or even just thousands to him. Yeah. And I know in his brain, yeah. he doesn't even understand how big those numbers are. Yep. But I feel like when you get to the world population, you start getting into billions or even hundreds of millions. Most of us have a hard time conceptualizing no, that. No, yeah. So I mean, I, like I can conceptualize a stadium. Yeah. That's 65,000 <laughs> people. Exactly. Okay. I got to exactly. go 100x that. <laughs> so visual capitalists put together a really cool interactive map <laughs> where they distill this down to make it easier for us by imagining the world's population as only a thousand people. Yes. So they basically give you a map and show you like, all right, if only a thousand people existed yep. in the world, yep. based on the percentages of where populations currently how many exist people around would the world, be where, yeah. how many of that thousand would be in each segment of the world, in each part of the, this uh, is pretty cool. of the sphere? Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, it should be no surprise, but Asia consumes over half of the world's population. So of a thousand people, 591 would live in Asia alone. <laughs> oh, and the bulk of that being China oh. and India. 
Yeah. Who had 177 and 178 respectively between them Jeez. of the amount of the total amount of a thousand people. So yeah. over half the world's population would be just in Asia if there were only a thousand people. In More the specific, or, and well, are, yeah. I mean, specifically yeah. are half the population. But that helps you contextualize and understand, especially when you when you look at this image of the the map and it's a interactive map where you can hover over and yeah, see you just each hover. country mm-hmm. and the total population. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they just show like little tiny images of people on each spot. Well, when you look over there in Asia, like Indias are so much, it can't fit on <laughs> can't India. Fit on the- <laughs> like they're spilling out into the oceans because they can't fit there. So if you were wondering, oh, wow. um, if you're coming over to North America. Visual, that's what I love about this, this visual too. capital. When they do imagery like this, it's like, that's just nuts, They really dude. do, yeah. yeah. So There's like you, nobody in Canada, by the way. <laughs> when you look at North America, you've got five people in Canada. Five people. They get a little lonely up yeah, there. Yeah. The U.S., only 42. Yeah. Still not a lot. Even, not a lot. Even, we are the third most populous country in the world and we currently. Got, dude, we got a lot of but room. We have, yeah. But we still Compared only to India for a very small <laughs> amount, yeah. And then Mexico is 16. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. you know, breaking down this list, like, it's it's pretty fascinating to, to see you know, where, where the, the population trends are. And, it absolutely and, and is. E- even though, you know, we are, you know, clearly, like, we're getting a lot of people in this world, and it's constantly growing. It's interesting to see where they're actually all centered at. So, because yeah, I think outside of outside of the U.S., like the next the next one in North America in the top ten is Mexico, which you know would come in, which out of a thousand would have sixteen. Oh um, yeah, okay. North, gotcha. Honestly, and and then even like even South America, Brazil chimes in. They have uh, it would be twenty seven out of twenty seven people. people. Everybody yeah. else is basically Asia and yeah. I am not not even I don't even see any of Europe here. No, well, I mean it's so fragmented in Europe. It's yeah, Germany, ten Which, people. And, that was so. That know. was what I found interesting. Also, uh, when you know, when you're skimming over the like, I would have I would have thought that the UK would be a pretty sizable, at least maybe nope. on par with not necessarily with the US, but you know with with some other countries. Their number is only eight out of a thousand people, whereas Germany was ten. So Germany has a higher population yeah. But if you take Europe as a whole, ninety two versus North America that's seventy five. Yes, I think that's the that's yeah. a good point for yeah. you know, especially again for a relatively you know not smaller chunk of land, but relatively. But what I'm curious if their Europe includes what I'll call Arabia or like you know whatever the the um, Arab states. It does uh, not where, look like it because I are see those falling like, under Asia I'm then? At Saudi Arabia and Iraq, and they're outlined. It looks like with the same color as the. Rest of Asia. So. Oh, okay. So they did put them in Asia. Yeah, maybe, I see what you're saying I now. I don't know. It's don't know. Hard, anyway, it's hard to see that for you sure. You know where there's a lot of room, dude? Australia. <laughs> there's three people down there. <laughs> three, three out of a thousand. Yeah. yeah. They're just, and there's a lot of land down there. I, I, maybe it's not usable land, but man. Yeah. Definitely. They got a lot of elbow room so, down there. Very cool, interesting graphic. Check it out. It's a yeah, nice, a nice way to visualize a giant number that you can't, maybe you're not normally wrap your head around. Yeah. Yep. 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 All yep. right. Let's talk about sleep a little well, bit. Well, let's more. get back to that nine hours of sleep Which that Marco's so, doing man. here. Yeah. yeah. So a study came out by the U.S. News and World Report, I guess, whatever, surveyed 1,200 consumers in the United States. Uh, who were more than 18 years old at the time of the survey uh, and, and, and just kind of polled them on sleep habits and things of that nature. And just a couple of the interesting things to pull out. It, it, they got into, you know, what are you worrying about? What are your sleep habits? How do you feel rested? Uh, what are what are worthwhile betting perks that I'll get to at the end, which I think are are good, and we're going to have to figure out what your worthwhile betting perks might be. Uh, but anyway, America's top worries at bedtime uh, this year, apparently, number one, 
inflation. Number two, COVID-19. Really? Is that still on the list? Do you believe the COVID-19 that that's the <laughs> second thing you're worrying about when you go to bed? This is the, uh, yes, I know you got more to say about this. This is the only part of this entire article that, that I actually made a note that I needed to talk about because none of this makes, okay. Okay. The inflation I'll give you the part. top five. Yeah. Give, it, give the rest of the top five. Okay. Yes. So here it is. Number one is inflation. Two, COVID-19. Three, gun violence in America. Four, climate change. Five, the 2024 presidential election. <laughs> all right. All of these the things The only thing are... I can figure out is that people are watching CNN and Fox before they go to bed, and they're answering this because so, this is all you see. All of these like are legitimate concerns in one way or another. They are legitimate concerns. I just don't honestly... And here's my thing. <laughs> this like I don't know if this had the methodology behind the Well, the no. It's just it's U.S. news, right? It's, right. it's bubblegum, My sure. suspicion is... But they said is, it's 1,200 consumers. I know. My suspicion was that they were given multiple choice. Oh. And those were pretty much the only options. Okay. Like maybe there fair. was 10 options or something. Because I'm with you. I because, don't see 1,200 people saying COVID-19 right. is still my biggest worry. Like, I think if you ask most people in general, they're going to tell you things like, well, I'm concerned about, you know, having enough money to pay the bills. I'm concerned yeah. about my child. I'm concerned about my parents' health, my health. Yeah. Concerned about, you know, my job. Like yeah. I, it's stuff like that that can keep a person up at night. Or I would think it more menial stuff. Like, like my job. Like, oh, I got to do this tomorrow. Yeah. Or like, and oh, I got to do brain this errand thinking, tomorrow. Right. And, and it's like, <laughs> I never think about any of these before the, I'm mean, going to bed. The COVID of it all is really the one that baffles me because, <laughs> yeah. I, look, I was a I was as cautious as anybody over mm -hmm. COVID. I I did all you know I did all the things I was supposed to do. <laughs> I cannot tell you at this point that I still think about COVID that much. I no. hate to say it, no. And I know there are people that do have to. I understand there are people that do well, have to. Well, I just to. got a cold. That's the last time I've been thinking even thought You're about right. COVID nineteen. It's I would not say it's something that has at any point maybe stay awake at night again unless I just happen to be feeling sick and be yep. like I wonder if yep. this is COVID. Yep. Even then. I didn't let it keep me up. I was just like, well, I'm going to get a good night's sleep and go take a test tomorrow, you know? <laughs> now, the next one down, I do believe a lot of this. So the, the next one that I have that I wanted to pull out was Americans' worst yes. sleep yes. habits. Uh, and I'll give you the top five, starting from number five. Number five, pulling all-nighters. I don't know about that one, but yeah. okay. Haven't done number that in a long four, time. falling asleep with the TV on. Ding, ding. I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, guilty of that. My wife's a fan of that. I can't fall asleep without the TV being that's on. My, that's how my wife is, too. Exactly. I will turn it off. I, can, I don't need it on. I don't no, want it I just it put on. it on the timer and but boom, she, I'm out. she will. she likes to have it on to fall asleep, too. Okay, so now you've gotten into that behavior now? No, I don't. Like, okay, you don't need I, it? She usually goes to sleep before me. So, yeah. like, I usually, like, sometimes I might watch something, but usually I'm just more of just reading. I'm usually just sitting there Read. reading. Do you have white noise in the room? Like a uh, fan or something? No, going? No? no. We do. Marco, I, you got white when noise? When I was no? younger, I used to be a fan of, like, um, oh, when, dude, I, I, when I lived by myself, going. I used to listen to music at night. Like, I would have, I would just no. turn on the radio. And just See, that doesn't work for drummers because then we start tapping our fingers. <laughs> and yeah, you can't. <laughs> right, I'm never going to sleep if I do that. I All right, number you. three, eating too much before bed. Everybody's guilty yeah, of doing that yeah, at some point in time. Screen time at bed. Clearly. Definitely. You know, whether it's you're looking at your phone. I mean, that's that's like one of our chronic issues. Because again, I mentioned I like to read to read at bedtime. I yep. find reading yep. to be a very soothing yep. habit for myself before yep. I go to bed. But sometimes I might be reading on my tablet. Is that a problem? Uh, the only like, thing I think there is is the blue light. Do you do you use blue I know light glasses? My, no, but my iPad I have it set up where at I think starting at like ten o'clock at night. It that's does fair. Like a, I don't know. It does like the night shift thing where it changes. What do you think? Does it still make you sleepy? And I mean, I mean, yeah, compared to a I've, book? Sometimes I've I've been like reading on my my iPad and still get super tired and ready okay. to fall asleep. Well, then I there mean, you go. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't that is like, interesting. I don't feel yeah. like it's a there's a major difference between whether I'm reading a physical book, which I still enjoy doing, or mm -hmm. something on my my 
tablet instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And then the last one is going to bed at different times, which I, I think Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> I'm, Thursday, I'm pretty locked in. But then the weekends come and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you know, if I'm into watching Midnight, something. Midnight, 1 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So 21% of people rarely or never wake up feeling well rested. That's a quarter of the people every day. They're not feeling well rested. Yeah, that's, I, you that's know, rough. That is rough. I'm I not going to say it doesn't happen to me. Today is one of those days it did happen to me, but yeah. I, I try to make a point out of making sure I feel rested most days. A couple other uh, little neat little stats that came out of here. 33% prefer sleeping in separate bed from their partner at night. Yeah. And, and this is like, this harkens back to like the old days. <laughs> like my grandparents had two twin beds opposite sides of the room. And see, I didn't know if that was actually sleep ever. I didn't know if that was actually a thing back then because I know you guys see on TV because you weren't allowed to show people in bed together on television oh, right. for a long yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't know if people actually were doing that. No, they were. Well, too. my grandparents were. Interesting. And they, I mean, they they now. So subsequently, my wife would never let me do Patty that. And I, <laughs> Patty and I, uh, we 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 inherited a bed, I guess. Uh, and, and and we so we have a king bed. But we now have a, it's still a king bed, but it's really two twins, if you will, pushed together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I have to admit, this is a wonderful thing because in a king bed, when she would move, I'm like a light sleeper. It would wake me up. And I guarantee the opposite was happening. Like if I get up at night, go to the bathroom or whatever, it's going to, it has a higher percentage of waking her up too. But now that we have these two sets, it's still a king bed. So we're still in the same room sleeping together, basically. But. I can't feel her getting out of the bed and she can't. And it's, it's like wonderful. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I can see this 33% yeah. preferring not to do that. Uh, and then the last one, Americans say they are, these are the most worthwhile betting perks. So let's see if any of us have any of these things. Then I'll, I'll go from the bottom, give you the top five. Weighted blanket, down comforter, high thread count sheets, uh, high thread count sheets, Memory foam pillow or a high quality mattress. Now, Marco, are you wearing a weight number five weighted blanket? Oh, you do all, all five? five? Really? Wow. Well, no wonder he's sleeping nine plus no hours a doubt. day. No doubt. Maybe that's it. <laughs> I got, I got, Marco maybe, can't wait to go to bed at night. I think I got one, the high quality mattress, again, which we just kind of inherited. Uh, I don't, I don't like memory foam pillows. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. The high thread count, I, I, I do appreciate more, better sheets. Yes. The older I, agree. I get. I so agree. I'm good with that. Down comforter, no. And I thought a weighted blanket was for like the, the super schnazzy people. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Went. Oh, oh I oh, see. Winter okay. time thing. Okay. So what do you got, okay. John? You got any of these? All I've got really is the the high quality mattress. We got a sleep number bed a few oh, years that's back. Right. You talk about yeah, this. I did. I think I was my tech connecting once upon a yes. time. I got it. Um, and I will say I, I that's one of those things like probably can't go back from that now. And I, because and your setting's different than her right. setting. So, and, so yeah. you can set like your firmness, obviously, which helps a lot. We didn't get the one that's got like the heating, cooling stuff in it or whatever. I, I don't care that much about that. Yeah. Um, I am someone, though, like I do intentionally set our thermostat to dial down at night to keep it cold mm-hmm. in the room. I've always, because mm-hmm. somewhere once I heard that a cold room is better for sleep. Oh, yeah, it is. Your so, body core needs to go down like right. a, a so, degree or so two. So I've got it set up where like our, you know, the, the temperature of the house drops two degrees at night and like jumps back up like just before she's about to get up in the morning or gotcha. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but other than that, like, I mean, you know, it's, and it's one of those beds that's got like, you know, the elevation. So the top half can up, go up and down or whatever is needed, nice. which is nice for like the nights when, again, she wants to go to sleep. I want to sit up and read and I yep, want to be able yep, to yep, actually yep, yep, yep. sit up. But so it has two different mattresses it, well, on the top, it's, basically. It, the top half does. Yeah. yeah so it does yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. create a little bit of that divide yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I guess you get a little bit of that sense, you know, and, but to your point, like you mentioned, <clears> I'm, I'm a bit of a light sleeper. And honestly, when we first moved in together, there was a good chunk of time where it took me months 
to get used to her sleeping with me. Yeah. Because she would kind of move around a bit more at night than I was used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, you know, it could make some noises sometimes or whatever. She's and doing I, the alphabet. Right. And I've always been the light sleeper. <laughs> like, I've always been the one, like, if the kid wakes up in the middle of the night or the dog scratching the door, I'm the one who's awake and immediately hears oh. it. She's snoozing right through it. Yeah. But I feel like the, the bed has helped a little bit with kind of, you know, containing our own little area yeah. of sorts. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sure. But, no weighted blanket for you, though? No. We, I think my wife has one, but she almost never uses it. We, I don't know. I've heard we've got that was nice, like all the rage three, four, it's, five years it's ago. Not, we don't have a down comforter, but we have like a nice like fleece soft blanket that we yeah. use. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. always on the bed. She tends to use it more than I do all year round. During the winter, I like being able to pull it up and, and also discard it when I need it to. There you but, go. Okay. Well, yeah, that's about so it. you I can mean, check your list at home. See if you got the yeah, most yeah. You know, worthwhile betting perks or if you would agree with those. Tell us about Maybe your you sleep do. habits. There you go. Uh, so you, what's the word of the year? What all right. So everybody always is excited. I mean, no one's actually excited for this. No one remembers that they do it until it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Merriam-Webster announced their word of the year, and this year it is authentic. Authentic is the, the word of the, the top year. top searched word of the year Wait, by, from America's top oldest dictionary. searched word? Really? Yes. They saw a substantial increase in online searches for it this year. They said the interest was driven by stories and conversations about AI, celebrity culture, identity, and social media. In particular, the idea that there's a lot of False information. There's a lot of like deep fake, ah. fake, you know, stories and videos and imagery. So, so people are trying to get clarity on what the word authentic I, means? I don't know if it, that's that's a great question like, because I feel like there's two different things here because, yes, you could ask, like, is this, I, I feel like more people would ask, is this real? Right. But I guess authentic is the proper word when you're trying to describe, you know, something like that. But I also feel like authentic, though, too, has a different meaning, like in the context for us as marketers and uh-huh. in the business world. Uh-huh. The idea, because a lot of companies strive for authenticity in their brand, where it's like, hey, we're just we're just one of you. You know, we're authentic about this, you know. And so there's so there's something to be said for that. And, you know, and, and you hear it seep into other places like, you know, like politics sometimes. People like, you yeah, know, they want right, that right, candidate right. feels authentic. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So yeah. I don't know. This is like this is one of those ones. That's a word I haven't used. Did, Go ahead. Yeah, do do like I feel like this is one where I'm like, did people really spend that much time, <laughs> or are you just kind of compiling the idea that people were looking about looking into this kind of information into the word mm, authentic as the buzzword? I see. Yeah. Because some of the other, the runner ups okay. feel like words that were would make more sense. One was Riz, which Riz? I only just found out about a couple months ago. Riz. It's one of those things that's in definitely in youth culture. It's a it's a Probably oh, more I'm Gen Z, not even millennial probably. Uh, okay. Here. More uh-huh. of like Gen Z, but it's it's supposed to be short for charisma. Okay. And it's just the idea of like, you know, the certain level of charm and appeal or whatever. Oh, like he's got a lot of riz? Yeah, okay. exactly. Right. So that's where that comes from. You'll see it like in TikTok and crap oh, like that. I mean, like okay. I, it was a word right. I'd come across. and for. And it, it, Is it actually a word? I, I, I legitimately was one of the people that looked it up. Like, what the hell are they saying when they're talking about <laughs> riz? And yes, it's a word people are using okay. that's supposed All to right. mean charisma. All right. Fair enough. And then indict. <laughs> Indict, of course. Had a very specific reason why it came up quite often. Lots of indictments flying around. Uh, Also, apparently, coronation when King Charles was coronated this year. Coronation became a word that people apparently doing a lot of searching about. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Yeah. So, so there you go. That's your authentic is your word of the year. Now you know. Now and, you know. Uh, we'll and, 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 and to be honest with you, I don't think I used the word once in 2023, but that's okay. If you had told me like AI was the word of the year, although I don't know if that would even count, maybe I would have yeah. considered. Or artificial. Yeah, <laughs> something. I don't know. Like, it, but yeah, I'm always, I'm always interested because last year's was gaslighting. 
Ah, was the word of the year last now year. Now that makes sense. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So okay. authentic just feels it feels almost inauthentic. <laughs> that would be the word of the year. All right, we're talking. Let's talk about the best inventions of twenty twenty three. This link you got to go to it. It's, 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 it's got deep. it's a long list. So this is Time Magazine's list of the best inventions of twenty twenty three. Two hundred innovations changing how we live. Clearly, not nearly enough time to go through all these, but but it is yes. a good one scroll. by one. We're going through it, them. No, seriously, it's, it's, it's a good scroll. <laughs> we'll drop this in the in the notes. It's one of those you can treat it as candy and yes. just kind of go through it real quick, or you can click on them and then you know learn a little bit more. But uh, I'm gonna pull out like yeah. Tell know, me some of the ones five. that stood out to you. I, I got, got I got I, like five. I, I pulled five out too. Yep. Okay, so the the number one, the one that I pulled out, which I absolutely love. It's and by the way, they're under categories, right? Categories right, right. like accessibility or AI design, etc. Right, right. This one was under accessibility. Uh, it was called Feeling the Beats, and this is actually from Not Impossible Labs. Did you pull this one out, too? No, I didn't, but I, it's, it doesn't surprise me you did. It's, it's from Not Impossible Labs, who we had the founder and CEO of Not yes, Impossible. Yes, I didn't realize that. Okay. As, the, as the keynote uh, last year at, at, at Vartech, and their invention is for for uh, the hearing, the people that don't have hearing deaf uh, right. folks, they can't hear music. So cool. So what this does is it translates that into haptics in in vibrations, so yep. that they can yep. sit with this vest on, in essence, uh, at a concert and feel the music, you know, through this vest. Right. And I just think that's. Fantastic, isn't it? Though? What a what a great invention! And when you know more about Impossible, not Impossible Labs, and what they do, this is the kind of cool yep. stuff that they yep. do. It's like nobody's going to figure this out, so we're going to go figure this out. Yep. That's kind of their motto, right? Um, so that was kind of cool. The second one that I had is in the AI. It's called Breaking Down Beats, and so it came about where <laughs> this, music theme this this rock band, you know, needed to uh, deconstruct a song that was was created, and so the, it uses AI to isolate elements in a pre-recorded audio right. uh, to strip out its constituent parts. So, you know, for the drummer in me or the musician in me, this would have been so great back in the day oh, yeah. to like isolate. Just give me the drums. Right, you know, I just right. because so you know, when you're a musician and you're like a co- in a cover band, you spend endless amounts of time rewinding tape. I cannot tell you how much fast forward, <laughs> rewind, you know, play, rewind, trying play. to figure just out start your part, trying yeah. to hear it or the lyrics or the guitar riff or whatever. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. you're trying to imitate, you want to do the best you can to imitate it. If I had had something like this, oh no, just give me the bass line, click, right, you know, right. pretty cool. If you ask me, yeah, you know, using AI you can just strip all that out. It's like the ultimate karaoke machine, right? Like yep, you just yep. pull it out. Uh, number two in the food category, the Heinz Taste Maker. So this is a a real <laughs> piece of gear that you can buy using a touch screen. You can select from four what they call based based uh, tastes, if you will, <laughs> which is basically ketchup, ranch. Barbecue sauce and Heinz 57. Yep, and with yep. those four base flavors, you can create any Mix kind of flavor match. that you yep, want. Yep. Uh, and they, they, it's they, the, the freestyle cola of, of there it know, is. condiments. Ex- yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that. Absolutely. <laughs> Where now you can just kind of mix and match your own. Of course, that was, Heinz was going to make this. Why of wouldn't course. they make this? This is no brilliant. Doubt. For anybody who's Absolutely. like a condiment person, that's a must-have on your on your list. But anyway, and then the last one is this robotic recycling machine. Um, so we all recycle, right? We try to do the right thing. Right, we throw right. our recyclables in the bin, knowing that unfortunately <laughs> less than 10% of that's going to be recycled. Why? Because one of the issues is 
it's really expensive to separate all this yeah. stuff out. Yeah. So yeah. there's a recycling robot now that's properly sorting the, the crowded conveyor, you know, all the stuff that's coming down the con- conveyor belt. Of course, it's using machine vision very quickly with a robotic arm. And this thing is, is the bomb, apparently. It can, yeah. it can sort out the trash very, very, very quickly. So there you have it. Which Robots are going awesome to actually going to help us recycle. Because I feel like recycling, I think we've even talked about this before. It's such a hot mess. It's one of those things it's like hot mess. we all know we're supposed to do it, but at yeah. the same time, when you start get peeking under the hood and realize what's actually happening, it's not happening. Centers, yeah. Most of what you're putting in there is not getting going recycled straight to a landfill all. anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. we're all so going cool. through this effort. Let's let's have some robotics that are helping out with yeah. a little machine vision. Yeah. There it is. Brilliant use of it. So you said you pulled out. A I couple did of them. actually. All five of mine were completely different. In fact, there you so go. I'll well, quickly, this list is awesome. Though. It, it really is. I'll quickly run through mine. Metavis Surgical AR. Ooh. So this is a like kind of wearable tool that a surgeon can use while they're performing surgery okay. to basically look at and see what's happening inside the patient. Whereas oh. now, this is relevant to me because I, j- I just had surgery this Dude, summer. I get it. And, and it was one that was done with robotics, but I know that the you know the the, the surgeon yeah. had to you know operate the robotics staring at a screen and not necessarily looking at me and what's yeah. going on with me and my body. <laughs> well, now this is one where ah. they can be actually working on the body, looking at it, especially if you're doing a hands-on surgery, and, st- and actually have a, yeah. a, a, Got it. a, a an image, you know, a, a screen on your arm to let you see what's happening with Without having to look away from the person, brilliant, at other screens and, I like and do it. the work, fantastic. I'm investing in that company, no doubt. <laughs> um, Alef Aeronautics Model A flying car. I'm, I, they didn't give you a lot of specifics on this, but apparently somebody who's making flying vehicles, flying yeah. you know personal use vehicles, yep, yep. is making one that actually looks like a car. Ah, like it legitimately actually looks like a car. It even has wheels on it too. Like, Does it look know, like the Jetsons one? I'm trying to scroll. Not, it. No, no, not it quite. This looks like it a just, legit car. It looks like a normal car, yeah. but it flies. Oh, so I did so, see this. Someone okay. and apparently they've they've gotten approval to start testing it actually for flight. You know what too, this really so. is though? It's like it's it's a, it's a drone basically underneath the. Yeah. Skin, yeah. and then they've skinned it yep. to look like a car. Okay, exactly. got it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But you know, it makes sense because people oh, want totally. this stuff. But you also, because let's be honest, we all want this innovation, mm-hmm. but we also wanted to look sexy at some right. Point, yeah. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not this janky thing flying <laughs> through the air, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's always going to be that goal to like, mm-hmm. I need the, I need a beautiful looking vehicle that's also flying me. Design around. matters. Yeah. Uh, Kraft Heinz 360 Crisp. What's that? Um, Heinz came out with two of them on the list? They did. There was another one. Oh, man, where was the this? Air gotta, crisp. Gotta, oh, here it is. Let me Wait. find this one again because I can't remember exactly what the details Heinz were. Heinz Crisp. Okay. Uh, it stood out. There. Where's the food section here? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. This is crunchy convenience. So basically, it was a way to make crispy, quick, crispy food. Um, that was that was easier to microwave and still be crisp because that's the, ah, there's always that problem. Yes. I just encountered this problem last week. I made a great green, green bean casserole okay. for Thanksgiving, yep. and you know it had all the the crispy onions on top. Yep. But the problem is, if you don't eat that when it's fresh out of the oven and just been cooked, when you try to reheat it, it's those mush. onions aren't crispy. It's anymore. mush. Unless yeah. you put new ones on top, they're not yeah, crispy anymore. That's a good point. So basically, they've come up with a process where they and they they're trying it out on a Lunchables of all things, <laughs> a grill called Lunchables Grilled Cheesies. It says the sandwich comes in a paperboard container with a susceptor that, when microwaved, directs heat to all the right places, leaving no bite undercooked or singed. Brilliant. Brilliant. So perfectly crispy outside, still melty inside, no sogginess, no dryness. There. That's a good invention right Sold. there. I yeah. want one. Give, give me, me that. Give it, me. it feels like it's an air <laughs> combo between a microwave and an air fryer. 
Like, you know, hit it with the microwave to warm it up quick and then zap it with some hot air. And of course, because, you know, again, I I like to think about food stuff and cooking stuff. Another cooking (laughs) item here, uh, InvisiCook. Now, I have acknowledged that, like, I've told my wife before, she said, like, you know, whenever we get done with our electric oven, we should go gas, which we're moving away from gas. Gas should not be in homes, apparently, at these Apparently this point. not. We have gas, so, but, but anyway. But what I've always wanted to do anyway, because even before, you know, I hear about some of these horror stories when it comes to gas, is the idea of invection, or um, is it invection? Or Con- no? Convection. Um, oh, no, oh no, I know. It's called, induction. Um, induction. Induction, yes, yes. yes. Man, I know my, what you're talking my about. last gig would have been very upset that I forgot about that. <laughs> um, induction cooking, which is basically just using magnets and yes. electrons yeah. to to hyper superheat to superheat yeah. and hyperheat stuff very where, quickly. But it's actually cold to the touch; like it is not incredible. You know, stuff. it will yeah. heat up. It will heat up the pan that is yep. properly made. Yep. You know, to do it, yep. but it will not harm the person. So now they're basically building a cooktop that is invisible mm. because it's actually under a countertop. Ah. So like you're so like for instance, I have like in our kitchen, we have an island. You yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. where I always do all my cutting and stuff or whatever. Well, imagine if my island <laughs> was also my cooking surface where I could just, when I was ready, That's throw crazy, something in dude. a pan, yeah. set it right there on the island. It looks just like the rest of the countertop, and it's cooking it there That's because all the, because the induction stuff That's is underneath of it brilliant, instead. yeah. So, and then if somebody walks up to it, touches it, doesn't matter. Well, still cold. Yeah, and and yeah. in the past there had been some issues apparently with you know the countertop still warming up a little bit mm. and having issues with that. Mm. Apparently they fixed that now with some risers or whatever in the pots and pans to keep that from from I being like an it. issue. At I all. like so, it. All right. And then the last one. Oh, you got one more. I noted. I'm was, telling you, this is, good, this is a fantastic. Oh, list. this one was fun. The Hasbro selfie series. <laughs> So this is where you can have your own Hasbro toy made of yourself, basically, as a toy. What? Which was, a, if you ever watched The Big Bang Theory, there was a whole episode with a gag around this. Oh, about yeah. A, yeah, a, yeah. A 3D printed toy made to look just like you know the, the characters. Uh-huh. Apparently, Hasbro is actually taking that to the next step and doing that. The reason why this stood out to me is because... <laughs> Once upon a time, I was a G.I. Joe kid. I loved playing with G.I. Joes and Transformers when I was young. Uh-huh. And once upon a time, Hasbro offered for, I think, <laughs> no, it was Hasbro or Canada. I guess it was Hasbro that owned G.I. Joe. <laughs> they had this, like, giveaway offer where, like, you buy enough of the toys, send in the UPCs yeah. with a little bit of cash, yeah. and they would send you your own custom-made G.I. Joe. Oh. And I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. So, like, you do it, and you had to fill out a form saying, like, here's his name. Right. Here's their, you know, what, you know, what their, their, you know, what they do, mm-hmm. like, the the skills they have and all this stuff. The impression was they were going to custom make one for you based on what you told them it was supposed to be. No. All they did is they sent everybody the exact same Same. goofy-looking G.I. Joe character that just gave it your name. They they stuck your name on the box that you gave it and put the stats that you wrote on there. Brilliant marketing. Nothing else was changed about it. They all looked exactly the same no matter what you got. This, I think, is going to be like, all right, now I can I could legitimately have one made that's to my specifications. Now that I see so. it, it's like, in, and they kind of bill it as being you as a superhero. Yeah, So exactly. you could be like, you yep. could be John whatever, right? Yeah, you could yeah. be a Star Wars figure. So it says, or like, you'll probably be, never start a Marvel movie, but the Hasbro Selfie series makes it possible to make yourself into an action figure superhero. I, so. I, I demand we use some marketing budget to oh. get, like, <laughs> hey. a Marco Jedi, there. a John <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> There you go. Oh, we'll, good stuff. We'll be, we'll be signing up to work on that one. So. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, all right. So that is, hey, man, we got we, we just ran through all these tech bites pretty quick. There. I love it. That yep. might be the fastest tech bite episode. Well, one hour done. later. Yeah. Well, you know, but still. <laughs> 
For as much as we had to cover, I think we we made a yeah, pretty good run yeah, through yeah, there. Yeah, fair. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap up with a fun little version, not West Tech connecting you, a little fun different version mm-hmm, of that. But mm-hmm. first, as always, thanks so much to our sponsors on the show. We appreciate your support. Please uh, like and subscribe to the show. Leave us comments. Leave us reviews. Tell us what you want to hear about. Send in your tech bites. We yeah, stuff that you think we, you'd like to hear us talk about. Send that stuff to us. We want to we want to know it. Obviously, we like um, to riff on it. Yes, yes. We, we we love riffing on this stuff. So mm-hmm. you, there's always a link in the show notes to submit your ideas for the show. You can also find us on X slash Twitter to at TechConnectPod. Mm-hmm. You can email us TechConnect at BlueStarInc.com. All right, let's wrap up here. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I kind of want to do something a little different because we have this this episode is officially kicking off kind of like the fun part of our yes. our year yes. where yeah. we just yep. the end we of have the a year. run of we're coasting into the end of the fun year. episodes right. to finish off. We've after, worked our tail off. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We want to yep. do some fun stuff to wrap it up. Uh, so we've got a couple episodes. I'll tell you about those in a moment of what we're going to do. But I thought instead of our usual what's tech connecting, maybe we talk about since the it's the holiday season. Christmas is coming. Yes. Thinking back of Christmas has passed. Yes. Can you tell me of any of like yes. your favorite tech specific gifts? Absolutely. That you've received in your lifetime. I can. So I was thinking about this a little bit and I went back to my younger days right. when I was a, a wee little boy. No. <laughs> and, and and I was thinking through, okay, was it the Godzilla that I got when I was like eight or whatnot? <laughs> or was it when I got the first gaming system, Odyssey? You know, was that, and I was think I was around 10 or something like that. Then I thought to myself, no, you know, because then I got into bikes, like bicycles. And so when I got a mongoose for, which is a type of bike, (laughs) a BMX bike uh, for for Christmas, I thought I was like, you know, that's not really technology. Although the handlebar grips on it were very techy kind of thing. And then I hit a hard stop on this one. I got my first electronic drum, I think when I was like 13, 14. It is called the Boss Doctor Pad, and it was. It's still to this day. I went on eBay. I'll put in the link if you want into right. the show notes. You can find one of these. It, Marco, this thing still goes for one hundred and eighty dollars. It is the most basic. It is just a pad. You know, think of it as like a, a half the size of a tissue box with a rubber thing on the top of it, and it has six ounce. Nice. It, it's it's hand claps. It's snare drum. It's but it is That's totally a great starter, though. authentic eighties sound. Even if I because mine still works. If I fire it up and I want that. 80s hand clap sound right you know right, like right think aha i don't know you, any song you can think of it is that hand clap sound nice. but it also had some little things you could tweak the pitch you could tweak whatever that by far was the best tech you know gift i ever got in in for christmas that's awesome aside from my like apple watch well and stuff i know like yeah, that. Like yeah i, I thought that too i was like i'm like i've days. had some watches and phones and tablets and stuff but that's this thing of, is like the OG, basic at this, point, this is the yeah. og like you know electronic drums thing nice right you nice. hit it with the drumsticks like hitting a brick it's it's beautiful i like it <laughs> okay okay All right, so what's yours so there was uh, there was one thing i thought of instantly which is going to be my actual one but i you know i was just a moment ago started thinking about this and especially you mentioned music reminded me of this is at some point in my youth I got one of those Fisher Price record players. <laughs> those little ones that like came in its own carrying case and you just oh, yeah. open the carrying case. I know exactly what you're talking up. about. You yep. can play like the little mini, you yep. know, I don't Discs. know, 33 and yep. 45 yep. records on it or something yep. like that. And, and I just I'm fond of that because 
I was I was very much introduced to music ah, through that. Through thing. that, okay. Like, yeah, I remember like my how mom old were, g- were you again? Do you remember um, ish? I'd probably like in the six. Give seven me a range. range okay. maybe. Oh, you so know? you were 12, 11, 12, somewhere in there. No, no, no. I mean like six or oh, seven six or years seven. old. Oh, I thought yeah. you meant great. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, very fairly young. You were talking mid mid eighties, probably okay. here. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. it was a little. No, I'd say it was mid eighties. So I was a Def Leppard on there? What was on? No, it was like this was correct. One of the first ones that I remember having that my mom gave me yeah. was a little 45 single of the Rolling Stones Satisfaction. Nice. Yes. Probably not a song that a kid of <laughs> six, seven, eight years old should have really been listening I to. Can't get, no. Yeah, right. And yeah. I didn't and I had no idea what I was listening to. Good you know, stuff. when he's talking about not yeah. being able to get girls, you know, and <laughs> get get what he wants out of the ladies. I'm just like, whatever. I'm just like, I just think it's cool song yeah. is cool yeah, yeah, and jamming. Yeah, yeah. But that was, Lyrics, I, right I think that cool. was very much the, what got my interest in music at a young age and, and, and what do I enjoyed. Do you remember getting music. rid of it? I mean, do you still have this? No, I don't. Yeah, okay. God, can you imagine? So like when you went to college, it just now. kind of I, faded I, or even something I, like that? Probably even earlier than that. My mom was that type that if I wasn't playing with something, she gone. just stuck it in a yard sale. Oh, it was, okay, it was gotcha, gone. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There was one day I came home and like found out she'd sold a whole bucket of of my favorite action figures because I hadn't played with them in like, you know, six months. And she'd sold them for like pennies on the dollar. And you were hanging on to it for, you know, you know, later in life to be able to, oh my gosh. Exactly. Yeah. Like I tell Miles, I'm like, buddy, all I've got to pass on to you is comic books that I was already, that I've been reading as an adult anyway. Like I had nothing from my childhood to give you because my mom sold it all. So I got a boss doctor pad that I can can pass down to the kids. But the only other thing I was going to mention was because, and this because it's top of mind to me is when I got my first Nintendo, the original NES yep. system, and yep. the Super Nintendo too. Yep. And the reason why it's top of mind is, you know, I mentioned my son kind of got into video games and we were mm. playing my old PlayStation mm. 3. Well, he found and wanted to dig out. I, I bought some years ago those little mini classic versions uh-huh. of yep. the Nintendo and Super Nintendo where they got like 30 games crammed onto yep. which hilarious because you think of how big those things were in the past and mm-hmm. one cartridge to play one game that was one cartridge that was bigger than this device <laughs> and now it's like a tiny little square that has 30 yeah. games built yeah, exactly. into it, the yeah. full game yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. but we've been playing some of those old classic actually it's more of I am because he's like this is boring. He's like, Danny, no, it's, he likes he likes it, but he's like, I'm. he, he doesn't feel like he's good at enough of it, which oh, I, see. I find funny because he's playing some PlayStation games yeah. that he's gotten very good at. I'm like, yeah. PlayStation's more complicated than the Nintendo was. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But he starts playing like old Mario, and he's like, this is too hard for me. He's like, hands it to me, and he's like, I just want to watch you play. Huh? And I'm like, oh, yes, that's right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I will sit Have there. Have a seat, son. Every, so every evening after dinner, we go upstairs and spend like an hour before <laughs> shower and, and, nice. and, and downtime or whatever. Nice. And, yeah. Yeah. And he watches me play all these classic games. So Fair it enough. just made me nostalgic. That's pr- what inspired these questions I started thinking about. Uh, it's a good one. When I got my first Nintendo back yeah. in the day. Yeah, 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 that yeah, was yeah. the greatest gift ever at that time, yeah. I think. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So as I mentioned, we're having fun yeah. wrapping up the year. We've got we two more really fun episodes to finish us off. Next week, Tech Trivia. Tech Trivia is back. Yes. Deaning oh, is the I'm returning the champion. Returning champion. He's yes. the one with the bullseye on him. Yes. Uh, and because of my apparently, I scared you off the panel. Yeah, I, yes. I was. I'm so ashamed of the fact that I did not win. <laughs> That I am no longer going to participate. I'm going to be the host again, mostly because I just wanted. I had a fun concept for you know this one. Nice. So we're we're bringing back Whitney. Okay. We're bringing back Sarah. Sam, Sam, who was our host last time, is she's gonna fl- she's she's gonna swapping. switch places. Yep, she's yep. gonna be a contestant too. All right. And the theme is pop culture tech trivia. Oh wow. So it's technology with a pop culture spin to nice. it. Nice. I'm actually. It's one of these things I've dug my own hole because I've got like maybe gotta, a round yeah. and a half of questions. Oh gosh. Created yeah. and I'm like, oh man, I, all the stuff that. 
that I really wanted to ask about, I've hey, already thought I, of. I'll help so. you. I can, I can help you with all yeah, that. You're so, sure. Yeah, you're sure. Give me yeah, some yeah. questions? Yeah, I'll yeah. give you some questions. Yeah. No, no thanks. Yeah. And then what else we got? And then story? we got the wrap the year up, as we always do, mm-hmm. with the annual Star Wars episode. Dun, dun. Our, yep. our, our annual yep. nerd fest where we talk about all things Star Wars. And there's a lot year. to talk about. It's there been is. a good year. All the stuff that's been out this year, mm-hmm. stuff that's coming, yep. thoughts, feelings. Yep. 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 Reason for us to show off nerdy Star Wars stuff and there just be colossal nerds for a couple hours. <laughs> Sam will, of course, join us again for that. Excellent. Marco will Marco. actually pipe in yeah, we'll off, put him on off mic. the screen. He'll yep. he'll pipe in from time to time as well, too. All right. so. yep. Good enough. Good. So there we go. That's, that's what you got to look forward to. Hopefully you have enjoyed the ride with us this year and stick around for some fun stuff here to wrap up the year. We're excited about it. Absolutely. Uh, for today, it is time for us to unplug. So until next time, you know, go check out some new inventions. Yeah. Get some better sleep. Yeah. Um, you know, decide what, you know, I don't know, you know, what the global human day looks like yeah. for you. Yeah. Don't yeah. be so and pessimistic. If you want, you send, send an email to us. And if you want Marco to give you his guide to all the sleep tools that you need, you know, to, <laughs> to get your nine, to knock hours. out 9.1 hours a night, you know, no so. doubt. uh, and of course, as always, please stay connected. The Tech Mac Podcast is brought to you by Zebra. All right, Dean, I'm going to bust out my best David letter. Oh, boy. Go for it. <clears throat> Top four reasons your customers should be buying Zebra certified supplies, and so should you. Nice. Uh, number four, they deliver consistent, high quality, durability, and read performance. Yes. Number two. I'm sorry. No, I said number four first. I'm going to go number three. <laughs> oh, man. The, the order, the list is in the backwards order, so I got to do it the other way. All right. Number three, they reduce printer wear and tear, including extending printer life. Number two, they support virtually any application and are rigorously tested to perform. And the number one reason your customers and you should be buying Zebra certified supplies, they're the best match for Zebra printers. <laughs> I'm doing my Paul oh, Schaefer. Paul? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that wasn't actually a funny list, but yeah, 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 yeah. good, good stuff. So, I mean, if they're printing, they're buying supplies, right? You got that right. So why not drive the demand through you? Yes. Zebra has a fully comprehensive portfolio of any consumable your customer's application calls for. Visit the microsite link in our show notes or contact the Blue Star Zebra and media teams to learn more and ensure you maximize your sales potential and future opportunities with Zebra Media and Supplies. The Technic Podcast is also brought to you by ELO and the 70 Series Full HD Professional Grade Touch Monitors. Nice. It just sounds cool. It does, doesn't it? The 70 Series delivers professional-grade, feature-rich platforms well-suited for POS, interactive digital signage, self-service, document signing, and more. Every time I say document, were you ever a fan of the, yeah. the, uh, the comedian Mitch Hedberg? No, well, no. RIP, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Fantastic comedian, but there's a sketch, a bit of his, where he talks about documents, and he says the words, documents. <laughs> so for some reason, I can't say document without saying it. My wife, this is a, that's a joke just for my wife. She's a big fan of Mitch Hedberg. Oh, uh, fair enough. Who never listens to this podcast, so she'll never hear it. So it's just a joke for me. All right, let's talk more about the 70 series. Uh, let's talk some features. They have features. narrow border touch screen, Energy Star 8.0 certified, scratch resistant surface, durable IK07 design, mm. low blue light and flicker free touch on screen display, display tilt from 20 to 70 degrees, built in speakers, and a collapsible stand for Visa Now, you probably aren't sitting here staring at a 70 series HD screen in bed, but just probably so you know, not. it's got the low blue light there you go if you feel like you need Absolutely. to you need to do your nighttime reading on a really right. nice screen 
We got you. Just so you know, it won't mess with your sleep patterns. Absolutely. Uh, available in 22, 24, and now 27-inch sizes in black or white housings. The 70 Series delivers the quality and reliability that you expect from ELO, backed with a standard three-year warranty extendable to five years with optional advanced gear replacement. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more about these new monitors.